Hello, and thank you for joining Least Best for Last podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I am so glad you're here. I look forward to raising my frequency alongside you today. This is my podcast for my new business that I started in 2020. It is a holistic health coaching business. Um, my background is in originally substance abuse counseling and vocational rehabilitation. I graduated from the University of Wisconsin Stout in 2015. And quite honestly, I'll just get right into it. When I graduated from college, I was pretty lost. I graduated to become a substance abuse counselor and at the time I was drinking, I was really imbalanced as far as like hormone levels and my own health. I would eat junk, I would stay up late, I would eat sugar at two in the morning, I would not be having substantial sleep patterns because of the disruptions by sugar and alcohol. Um, there was definitely some imbalances going on, however, at the time when I graduated, I was put under a hold at the time and was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which if anyone has had any issues at all in the medical systems that can't be defined by a otherwise <laughs> diagnosis, especially when it comes to mental health. Um, I would say in my case, I was misdiagnosed and thrown on prescription medications. And since I've actually met quite a few people who have very, very similar stories. And so as I look back, obviously it's not a comfortable experience for me. And there was a lot of shadow work that needed to be done there because for me, it was something that I was shameful of for a very long time. And coming out of that and seeing it from a side of being in control of my own health choices and being able to come at it from a place of hope, understanding, and giving my body the nutrients that it needs instead of consistently putting prescription medications to kill off said bacteria or rebalance. I mean, when we're looking at balancing of either hormones or the body, um, generally, it's not the fact that we're, I mean, yeah, in bacteria cases, there can be stuff that we would need um, something to stop the reproduction of cells in that case. However, especially in these cases where there's an imbalance, there's a deficiency, there is something missing, you're not going to get that in a prescription medication. What you're missing isn't in there. So you can keep taking the same stuff, you can keep trying, you can keep doing that. And it is going to sustain where you're at. However, the idea that you may get better at some point is never even given as an option to you. Or it wasn't, it wasn't in my case. And so um, I'm 27 years old now. I was 
27 when I realized it. I'll be 28 in March. And this year I have taken that power that I had given away because I thought I wasn't capable of making those choices for myself. Also, I was a, I was a child when this started. I mean, I, this isn't just the deficiencies that came with the drinking and everything and the misdiagnosis of bipolar. Uh, my health conditions actually go back to childhood. I was diagnosed with a uh, undiagnosable kidney problem. The doctors never knew, still to this day, what the problem was. And when you look at something like that, um, especially now in hindsight, there were so many avenues that could have been explored at that time, especially with a child that was in pain. And the options that were presented to my family were antibiotics. And then of course, antibiotics aren't really a long-term solution because your body does build antibodies to fight off said even immunity. So the doctor's solution for that was, well, there's three antibiotics that would work towards um, the bacteria in the kidneys no longer existing. Sure, sure, that makes sense. So we will rotate them on a lifetime dose. Mind you, I was seven years old, a freaking seven-year-old lifetime diagnosis for antibiotics without exploring any other avenues. It seems wrong to me. It really does. And especially looking at it from where I'm at now, I don't blame anyone at all. And there were other options. That's just the truth. So when I look at these things now, I even can understand that through the years and years of what looked like us treating the problem very well could have just been masking it and allowing it to develop further. So with my adult life, what I have done to take that control back I am now on the 90 essential nutrients from Dr. Wallach. Dr. Wallach's work is in the Smithsonian. He was the first person to realize that cystic fibrosis is not just a human condition. He found that it be to be true also in apes and other animals when faced with mineral deficiencies, linking all the way back to the fact that a genetic disease that was said diagnosed as genetics was truly because of a lack of supplements and minerals. You are to be getting 90 essential nutrients on a daily basis. And truthfully, even if you're eating the best diet and you work consistently and you are 100% on it with your diet, you are most likely not getting all of those nutrients that you need. And the reason for that is because our soil depletion 
has been so eroded over the last, uh, well, I can't put a time frame on it because I don't want to <laughs> even just box it into one thing. Our soil depletion is so depleted that you're only getting a very small fraction of the correct nutrients that you're needing to be intaking daily. Not just a few times a week, daily. Now, I can only say from experience that I started the products in March of 2020. I felt results by April 2020. I was off prescription medication by September 2020. I had my parents and family start in October and in December. No, I apologize. In November, they were feeling results already and they have still been intaking into December and seeing further results since then. There's studies done that Dr. Wallach has worked with mothers in prenatal situations where the baby was pre-diagnosed with um, Alzheimer's. And although he never says that he can cure because no one in a homeopathic setting would, however, on a trial basis to work towards something and to be able to monitor your own body and be in tune and be able to tell when your body's talking to you because let's be real aches and pains yes they're annoying this acne on my face right now yes it's frustrating but it's the body talking to us in school, we've been learning quite a few things about skin mapping, just on the face alone. Where your acne is showing up is your parts of your body talking to you. For instance, right here on mine, in the chin area, I'm having an outbreak of hormonal acne currently, and that would lead to the gut, which coincidentally, I have been in the restoration phase for. body is talking to us at all times and it is so interconnected that the energy flowing through your body if it is cut off in one place you're going to be feeling the effects in other areas what minerals can do is go in and unblock those places in the body that one either have inflammation or they have stored trauma there could be variations of what is living in the body and what is the root cause of what you are experiencing. What you are experiencing is really just the side effect. And yes, we can throw pills at the side effect all day, but unless you're getting the root problem, it is going to keep reoccurring. So that's what Leaf Best for Last is. We are a holistic healing and health coaching program in which 
We meet on a bi-weekly basis via Zoom or phone calls. This is for all ages. If I work with people under 18, we do make sure that we either have the parents involved in the sense that the children have permission to fully engage. But anyone over the age of 18 may be able to obviously make those choices and sign up on their own. And this is not to be taking place of any medical services. It is something that you can be doing along with your current regimens to really tune in to what may be causing some of the side effects you're experiencing. And starting to nurse the body through supplementation, minerals, and frequencies to be able to either release stored traumas in the body causing inflammation or target what is causing inflammation in the body as well. Inflammation is such a big factor when it comes to root causes because inflammation can be caused by a numerous amount of things. In fact, it can be caused by physical things, cellular things, or energetic things. I mean, we're talking different fields throughout the body. And all of those systems work together in unison. And if one's off, the others are trying to make up for it. We talk about the lymphatic system and how when you are operating out of a state of flight or flight, you are not regulating out of your higher chakra levels. You tune into your lymphatic system, down, chin down. And you don't have access in fight or flight to all the areas of your brain in which may be able to help you to discern what is helpful and not helpful knowledge in that point in time because you're in an elevated state of being. You're operating on your lymphatic system and you just don't have access to your full cortex. So looking at that as well, throughout the program, everyone's program looks different because it's supposed to be tailored to your daily life and how you're gonna be able to put little things in, those little modifications to get you reset to a level where you're fully functioning. And that's mentally, physically, and spiritually. And spiritually doesn't mean necessarily in a religious sense. It can. It can, absolutely, if that's what it means to you. So we really do go into all of those things and we define what that means for you. Not by me telling you, by me asking you the questions and letting you find the space to locate them yourself. It's a really interesting process and one that I went through myself. And I am so thankful for the program that I was involved in. I was a part of Moon De Simone's program. She is just the most wonderful facilitator. Um, please follow her on Instagram, all the grams. <laughs> Anywhere, she's just such a bundle of light and I swear she has guided me in the most beautiful direction and I know that she can do that for absolutely anyone. So 
through her program, I, I was able to directly locate some of the things that were making me feel as if I couldn't move forward. And that's what these programs are meant to do. Now, everyone has a different personality style, and that does play into your daily interactions. Um, the way I like to decipher that is by Myers and Briggs testing. Um, the understanding of preference types can help you be better in communication. In my personal coaching style with you, uh, coaching preferences of the individual in the program and influences on how you perceive information because it does come in in different ways. So for that indicator, the differences would be, there's four different things and it actually ends up coming out to 16 different personality types. So when we look at the human experience, it's very interesting, however, in this theory, there's many theories. It's really what you pick and what resonates with you. However, in this theory, there are 16 personality types that all humans, one way or another, fall into. And I will go ahead and start off with the communication style. So that is how you interact with others and you are influenced by your preferences. So for extroversion or versus introversion. Uh, extroversion would be that you want to talk through things with others and you prefer speaking with people like directly instead of a group setting. And in introversion, some of the preferences could look like wants processing time before engaging about the process or topic. And prefers listening and observing, possibly in a group setting as opposed to one-on-one. -on -one. The next thing would be sensing versus intuition. That's how you're processing the information. So for sensing, that's gonna be, uses the senses to take in information. Wants facts or details. Prefers specific information. And the flip side, what intuition would be, is uses the information to take in information. Wants to brainstorm and think about the future. Prefers possibilities. Thinking versus feeling would be the next one. And that's going to be, thinking would be, likes to make decisions with logical approach prefers the objective to the subjective, wants to analyze and debate the topic, versus a feeling person may like to ask, assess the needs of all involved when making decisions, prefers the subjective to the objective, and wants to appear empathetic and people-centered. Lastly, we have judging, judging versus perceiving. Judging would be sees decisions to be made, prefers communicating in an organized fashion, likes clear expectations of goals, prefers structure. 
while perceiving, sees possibilities to explore, prefers communicating in a flexible and unstructured way, likes offering possibilities and options, prefers spontaneousness. Now, as you can see, these are on the other ends of the spectrum. And in the human experience and personalities, we do have people with these varying preferences on how information is processed and how we perceive the world. Now, when we're working with an individual to move forward on what success would mean to them, it's extremely important to know how to communicate with them on a level that they're going to perceive and understand. Because it's not about my perception in this. Truly, it's about coming in and diving into your perception and what that would look like to be able to work within your perception towards your version of success, which is different for everyone. And it changes. I mean, as you grow, you change or you learn and you adapt. For me, I personally can tell the story in this case for people who are familiar with the types that I, re I personally thought myself to be more of an extrovert in college and in my younger years. People would still argue that I am. <laughs> Uh, whereas I've now found myself more on the introversion side of things. I would say there's also the possibility, because I do find it for myself, that you could be parts of both. And you could vary. So being able to identify that and really locate where your strengths and weaknesses out of these indicators and reading the results and processing them together... Ultimately, you can have a better understanding of what makes you tick. And how beautiful is that? Because in all of this, being a health coach, being a holistic facilitator, the goal is to connect you with your inner self, with your inner goals and purposes and what is going to make you feel fulfilled moving forward. So all of these things play a huge role in that. And it's definitely something that we look at and also affects possibly the coaching style that I take with each individual. So it's definitely something that we do early off within the program. It's also something that can be investigated on your own. These are things that all people really do have access to. Um, and in the case that you are interested in getting some of those things going, those are some great places to start. It is questions that you need to answer and being truthful with yourself enough to allow the answers to come and not feeling defeated or attached to necessarily what they say, but taking what resonates with you and leaving the rest because that's what we do with all of these things and that's really what we should be doing with all healthcare taking in the information learning 
going and exploring more, applying, looking at other options, and then making a choice. Not necessarily just being told end all be all. In the end, doctors have been trained to diagnose. When you go in with a problem, you are going to leave with a diagnosis. Whether that diagnosis includes medication or not is up to the doctor. However, it generally does. So with personality types, you are to remember that preferences are just that. They're preferences. They're not fixed aspects of your personality. And as you're along your journey, they will possibly shift over time. You are never confined to a box of who you were or who you may be. You may be anywhere in the spectrum anytime you choose. So the spectrum I'm referring to could be many things. However, in my case, what I like to refer to in the spectrum would be a frequency. Frequencies are interesting because they apply to not only humans, but all beings. Frequencies can influence living and I wouldn't say objects just because condensed cells don't have anywhere to move. So we're talking about something that can cellularly move. So I'm even talking trees. I'm talking anything that can move through a cycle and be affected by outsourced events. In that case, it to be in my opinion and knowledge uh, that I have learned with frequency healing that all living cells can be affected by frequencies. And even non-living cells at a very small size, like a cellular or a grain of sand size, could be exposed to frequencies and be affected. I mean, we're even talking water down to the cellular level of H2O. When you put frequencies by it, you can see that the water takes various patterns and it almost looks like those geographical spheres where you can, it, it causes ripple patterns. And what you're seeing is the physical reaction of a frequency. And so in frequencies, we can talk about the external frequencies, what you're hearing in the background currently, the hertzes, the different tones. Those are the healing frequencies. However, when we're talking about frequencies of the human experience that we're experiencing on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, what we're talking about is the output of the human emotion. Now, human emotion is something that could either be outright discussed and expressed or it can be felt and repressed slash stuck. Those energy frequencies are on different bandwidths and emotions have different frequency levels. Lower energy feelings such as sadness, shame, fear, lust, uh, jealousy, those lower frequency feelings are going to be putting out very long 
long and wavy frequencies. When you're talking about frequencies, you're going to want something like a heartbeat to be high frequency. You're going to want it up and down, up and down, back and forth. When you're working with low level frequencies, you're thinking drawn out, really low, kind of stuck. Ooh, feeling that tense, like, ah, uh, those frequencies are being felt by you and emitted by your frequency field. Your frequency field is interesting because it varies with your mood. Your frequency field is something that has the capacity to go throughout your entire being and around. So aura you speak with, that would be the aura of your frequency. These are, these are similar topics slash working with the same thing. For a fear frequency, you are cutting yourself off from the full range of the frequency, meaning that it is smaller and it comes back to you faster and it is not the full range of your body. Now what you're putting out as far as frequency, one would argue that you are therefore also attracting back and which is where you get into the laws of not laws, the theories of manifestation and such. And that would be that you're, you're elevating your frequencies, you're visualizing, you're getting your frequencies so much higher that in turn, your external world starts matching those frequencies and being able to replicate. Now, there is some internal work to be done there because if you're dealing with shadows or PTSD or anything of the sort where you're constantly being brought back to suppress traumas, your frequency field is being constantly disrupted by those repeating stored traumas within the body. So what we work with is the frequency levels to raise that frequency and to release the stored trauma within the body, which is extremely possible. I personally have been seeing an acupuncturist for very similar reasons, all working towards the same goal. And what frequency healing would be, would be acupressure as opposed to acupuncture. So puncture is obviously going to be you're puncturing the skin in the point acupressure is going to be using the frequency at that point in the body the reflex point in the body i actually just had acupuncture this morning and i've had an ear infection and a sinus infection and uh in turn my lymphatic system is completely blocked um in my neck area and we did some drainages and I am now learning face cupping to, well, one, for my personal health. Um, and obviously anything that I do now moving forward with personal health um, and in the future of my business can be also expanded into further programs. Uh, my business is truly only like three months old. I've been in 
the Institute of Integrated Nutrition since May of 2020. I knew that I was going to be opening a business and I was eager, uh, yet I was battling my own perfectionist tendencies and I just thought, I got to get this so perfect. It's got to be every detail, you know, it's it's got to be received right. How is it going to be? What if people don't agree? You know, <laughs> what if, what if people are triggered, you know? Um, and what I've realized throughout my growth process is the more I can shut off my ego and let people have their own perceptions, even if they are negative, the more I am going to be able to truly plant seeds and help as a facilitator long-term. And the more that I am helping myself, because I struggled with codependency my entire younger life. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be perceived well. I am a highly sensitive person and therefore I can read energies of other people. Um, I also can musically connect with tunes um, through an energetic field. Being highly sensitive has allowed me to do that and in sense, I do view it as a superpower of mine. Um, with all of those things, I didn't know how to live with it. I didn't know that I had it. I didn't know that I was absorbing other people's energy. I didn't realize that instead of being true to who I knew myself to be, I was being adaptable to other people like a chameleon because I thought that was how I was gonna help people. I was a fixer. I was like, oh, I can take all of this on because I can fix it. And that's just not true. My codependency unfortunately led me to be in these friendships where I couldn't even speak my truth and I was applauding behavior that I didn't agree with because I just wanted to be their friend. And that's beautiful and sad. And I take it as a heartfelt lesson that really took me, well, it took me at least 17 years to come to terms with fully, to be able to speak in my truth, to be able to start setting boundaries with people. And that's what, when codependence shows up in your life, it's not just in one area. It's in relationships, it's in work, it's in school, it's in group projects, it's in, you know, it's coming out in all areas, especially if it's undiagnosed and you are blindfully unaware. And in those same sense, we would, we would bring up narcissists versus uh, empaths. And in this case, I would result to the empath side of things. So codependent empath, who doesn't know her power and gives it away, gosh, I was setting myself up. And when I look at my history, I mean, I've had quite a few narcissistic experiences as well, and especially for a codependent, those two paired together are the biggest polar problems 
for each other. Because I, as the codependent, let the narcissist lie, even when I knew they were lying because me as an empath was like, ah, they've got to have a good reason, right? Wrong. I, in turn, was encouraging the behavior. And I do take my role for that. And I do apologize because ultimately for that narcissist, I never did a thing to help and in a way I may have made it worse. Through my codependence and my acceptance of the negative behavior, I may have missed the opportunity to realign and stand up for myself and say, hey, I think what you said was bullshit. Why don't you, why don't you give it another try and try to tell me the truth? I don't let people lie to me anymore. And truthfully, the reason for that is I don't lie. There was a time in my life where I was struggling and I was in college and I was drinking and I was hanging out with narcissists and I thought to be successful, you needed to lie. That's what I was being told. I was being told to be successful, you need to fake it till you make it or whatever. And that's, I mean, that's, that's bullshit. You can start small. You can take baby steps. You can start running. I, it doesn't matter. But if you're not speaking the truth, you're not actually running anywhere. You're like running on a treadmill. So I guess in hindsight, if for some reason any of those people were to ever to hear this, I am sorry. I'm sorry that, in turn, I allowed something to transpire for so long that hurt me and probably hurt you too. You are absorbing the energy of the people you spend the most time around. Whether we agree with all the behaviors or not you are picking up on the energy and in turn it is affecting you subconsciously and you do start acting like who you are surrounding yourself with that being said who is in your top five who are you surrounding yourself with who are you asking questions to are you asking the questions that you want answered to people who are already successful in the field that you're looking to get into or the project or the creative outlet? Or are you asking people who may be stuck too? May be hurting themselves and may, may not know the answers. And so by asking them, you, you really are getting the perceptions of what they know to be. When you ask someone and you start surrounding yourself with people who are enlightening you in the direction of where you could go. See, that's when you are gonna start seeing subconscious level noticeable things. Our behavior is driven by the conscious mind. But in all reality, it is even more so affected and driven by the subconscious mind, whether we know it or not. 
We are intaking information at all times through our senses. Some more than others, in my case, all the time. When we perceive this information, it is coming into outlets and it is developing what we believe to be true. It is developing our perception. By targeting the perception at a conscious, subconscious level, and then at a physical level as well, we can start applying these things to bring the selves back together. They say there's multiple versions of the inner self. There's a subconscious level. There's the ego. And then there's the id. I'm just pulling it up here. It was a pretty good example the other day. So the first face is what you show the world. The second face is what you show your close friends and your family. And the third face, you never show anyone. It's the truest reflection of who you are. How beautiful and purposeful and fulfilling would it be to connect those versions? To allow yourself to become the fullest, truest expression of yourself. What would that look like for you? How would that affect the people in your lives? How would that start causing a ripple effect in your children's lives, your parents? your co-workers, your friends, your colleagues, your schoolmates, strangers, people you're passing on the street. When you're putting out a higher frequency, you are helping raise the frequency of the earth. This is not to be taken lightly. You have more power than you are led to believe. And I want to give you that hope. Because even if you are not in a place where you are feeling that 100% at this point in time, I am here to tell you that I didn't feel that way this time last year. I was lost, I was hurt, I was heartbroken, I was dying. I was sick, I am still regaining full strength and I will be. I will be working on healing my body for my body for the rest of my life from the 20 years of antibiotics and the depression medication in college and the drinking and the shitty food and the GMOs and the shit. I will be working 
my whole life. But I would rather do nothing else. And every single day that I now can wake up without pain is how I know that I am on the right path. Along with many other signs that continuously start to show up when you allow your perception to be able to receive them. It is about your perception, so, oh, was that a sign? Well, if you're doubting it, the universe is gonna doubt it. But you believe in it. You believe in yourself. You believe in your soul. You believe in what you know to be true. And you're not afraid to stand for it and fight for it because it's your health and it's the most important thing in your world. Well, I got to break it to you. If you're not going to do it, no one else is. And that includes your doctor. These upcoming years are not going to be easy. We're going to be faced with a lot of uncertainty, challenges, and fear. With fear comes the opportunity for change. And I think that is something that we, despite all the challenges, can still be thankful for. I look forward to sharing so much more information about frequency healing, supplementational frequency healing, everything I've learned in my holistic health coaching program, everything I'm doing with my Leaf Best for Last business, and anything that I learn with fellow holistic healers, I'm gonna be bringing on some of the most amazing people who have helped me throughout my journey that I would not be where I am without. And I cannot wait to share their light with you and more of your light with you. Because that's what this is about, is planting seeds, uncovering the possibilities of what could be and moving towards what that's going to be in the future. I am sending so much love, so much hope, so much understanding and compassion in this new year. May we start it off by leaving our perceptions at the door of what it is meant to be. May we define what we need to feel fulfilled within the new year. May we work towards that for ourselves and our families during difficult times. Our energy throughout these times is just as important as our health. Please do your best to take care of your mind as much as your body. All of these things do play a role in your overall well-being. And our overall well-being is worth so much more than all of this fear. Happy New Year.